This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Payer Issues Podcast. Here's your daily industry news briefing for today, July 11th. First, Highmark's Living Health Dynamic Platform, which was first launched in December 2020 through a partnership with Google Cloud, is offering members personalized and equity-focused health plans through enhanced data analytics and social determinants of health strategy. The custom health plans are backed by a six-year agreement between Highmark and Google Cloud company Verily. The Living Health platform provides personalized healthcare recommendations to patients through the data that can be customized by providers. Highmark Health Chief Analytics Officer Richard Clark said on the TechVibe radio podcast, quote, that kind of application of agile principles and, most importantly, cross-functional teams working as a single unit to achieve the outcome has helped increase trust and transparency. We believe fragmentation is one of the biggest challenges in healthcare. Frankly, a lot of the digital health solutions come out now actually make that worse, end quote. Dr. Clark said that the healthcare data analytics industry is growing quickly. The complexity of data is and its implementation is still a major challenge, especially in relation to a single member's health outcomes. The Living Health Strategy includes a member survey on social determinants of health, including access to the housing, transportation, job opportunities, and nutrition. Through the data, the payer can connect members with subsidized and free food programs or digital health services to ensure equitable outcomes. Two, Philadelphia-based Independence Blue Cross has awarded six clinical care innovation grants to support projects to improve the quality and delivery of healthcare. The health system received the grants are Jefferson Health, Temple Health, Penn Medicine, and Trinity Health Mid-Atlantic, according to a news release from the payer. Penn Medicine received three of the grants. One of the focuses on a model that provides care during early pregnancy, placing special focus on equitable follow-up care for women who miscarry and who seek care at emergency departments. Another Penn Medicine grant aims to decrease barriers to paid access to buprenorphine, a medication that soothes cravings for opioids for majority Black, Indigenous, and people of color communities in Philadelphia. The third Penn Medicine project is focused on a system that uses artificial intelligence guided chatbot to provide 24-7 assistance to new mothers with questions about their babies or their own needs. Jefferson Health received a grant for a project that uses telehealth and web-based advanced care planning models to reduce barriers to palliative care for older people with dementia who live in urban areas. Temple Health received the grant for a project that integrates behavioral and medical care using a behavioral health screening tool. The goal is to measure the success of the screening tool, identify links between behavioral and social factors in chronic disease, and evaluate the impact of socio-behavioral health integration on diabetes management. Trinity Health Mid-Atlantic received a grant for a project to assess patient and caregiver needs and interventions, while also addressing downward health trajectory with serious illness conversations in the home setting. Recipients will receive an average of $200,000 per grant, the insurer said. Three, Wilson Medical Center in Wilson, North Carolina, could lose its Medicare contract after state regulators identified immediate jeopardy to patients' health and safety stemming from three events in early 2022, according to a report from the News and Observer. 
Of the three incidents, two involved deaths of patients admitted to the Duke Life Point Hospital in early 2022. One died after a fall and sedation at the facility. The other died shortly after his heart monitor was disconnected. The third incident involved a suicidal patient who locked himself in the bathroom in the hospital's emergency room lobby and threatened to overdose on medication that regulators say the hospital should have confiscated. Wilson Medical Center CEO and board chair said that they surveyed um, that a survey they conducted in May um, from the North Carolina Department of Health Service Regulation identified a few areas that required their attention in corrective action. The 294-bed hospital submitted its corrective action plan to CMS June 28th and is awaiting a response from the agency. The Healthcare Foundation of Wilson owns 20% of the hospital. The other 80% is owned by Duke LifePoint, a joint venture between Brentwood, Tennessee-based LifePoint Health and Durham, North Carolina-based Duke Health. And four, HHS is set to extend the COVID-19 public health emergency by its standing deadline of July 15th. HHS last renewed the PAG April 16th for another increment of 90 days with a pledge to provide states with 60 days notice if it decided to terminate the declaration or allow it to expire. May 16th, the date in which the states would have 60 days notice, came and went without updates or notifications from the agency, suggesting the declaration will extend to October. The extension would arrive this week amid long-standing political pressure to wind down the pandemic-borne flexibilities for people, providers, and federal health programs. Congressional Republicans have been urging President Joe Biden and HHS Secretary Javier Becerra to end the declaration since February. For an overview of the flexibilities tied to the PHE and what occurs when the declaration ends, check out the comprehensive brief put out by the Kaiser Family Foundation and hosted on the Becker's Hospital Review website as well. If you would like the latest in payer and healthcare industry news delivered to your inbox every afternoon, subscribe to the Becker's Payer Issues e-newsletter through our website at www.beckerspayer.com.